There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan. It's a very special edition of questions from the audience. Gangster Pete is here in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, but Iggy is in. And Iggy, I get the sense you don't want to be here. And that's 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 an unfortunate thing because I think the audience is thrilled to have you as a part of this. No, I haven't. I haven't done it in a while. And, um, well, you were, you were, you were one of the founding fathers, you and the Plowhawk, you were founding fathers. Yeah, but I get it. Plowsy has to run the board now. Right. Um, but I, you know, it's no big deal. I just have to babysit at some point. <laughs> I told my niece, well, I told well, my niece, but it's not, I don't want to be here. I just, um, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm in here with you, Tim. It's been a long you. time since we've been together for QFTA. Yeah, and it's, it's a, it's a magical reunion. I don't know if you've ever done one with Gangster Pete. Gangster I haven't. Pete, it no. looks like he's grading papers over there. <laughs> I just looked over and it reminded me of when my teacher in eighth grade would be talking to me, but while grading papers. That's what it looks like. Is that what, what do you got going on over there? Gangster? Oh, I'm just seeing what I got going on the rest of the day. I got some QuickBooks <laughs> things I need to get to. You know, yeah. just, you know, you're a Renaissance man. I'm, I'm uh, you know, multitasking. You are. You play all positions. You're the Tommy Edmund of the operation. Uh, we have questions, and Iggy, I, 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 the one that is at the top of my email list, you'll be thrilled to hear, is from Recaps. Now you've got him blocked on. <laughs> I don't know if this is maybe his way to communicate with you since you knew that you you were going to be on. Maybe I won't answer it. <laughs> he does ask some good questions and questions from the audience. Uh, let's see what we have here. I haven't read it yet because he sent it at 9.13 and we were doing TMA. The 24-hour cable news channels are greatly adding to the divisiveness, angry political atmosphere, and outrage in today's world. They blatantly pandered to their demographic while contributing to the industry of fear and outrage and the explosive political conversation. These channels are made for events like 9-11, but a majority of the time they're drumming up business with emotionally charged chirons and lazy and sometimes false first-to-market stories, which often don't value factual accuracy when publishing news under the guise of journalism. This fear machine and outrage industry is big business, and if these channels remain profit-driven media sources, I don't see a change coming from them in the near future. So, my question is, outside of the obvious opinion commentary shows like Hannity and Don Lemon, which we know what they are and how they operate, if political divisiveness and outrage is good for ratings, circulation, and revenue, what incentive does a media outlet have to report fact-based, down-the-middle stories nowadays? Is this just where we are with journalism and national news Will we see a time when the fourth estate is forced to face the general distrust of the public and potentially build a new framework of political reporting? Thanks. That comes from Tim, who happens to be Timothy Recaps. Uh, Iggy, I'll, I'll let you, unless you're going to, to abstain, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll yield the floor to you as you are a very special guest of questions from the audience. No, I have him blocked, but that doesn't mean I won't answer his question. Okay. I just don't have to see his crap. Um, he's right. And I'll go to CNN. First of all, I mean, you go way back in the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. And if people weren't watching these shows, they wouldn't be doing it. People are watching it. And I'll give you a perfect example. Anytime something drastic happens or it's a huge story, CNN would send everybody there. Member Ferguson, Don Lemon was here for two weeks. Um, and it was, it was every show was talking about Ferguson. There's a lot of other things going on in the world, but Ferguson was front and center on CNN. Every show, every night, live reports, doing shows from here, showing we think we heard a gunshot. We think we heard a gunshot. I mean, just anything. And it just seems like CNN does it more than the other ones, but he's exactly right. If it's something that's going to get people's blood boiling and they can get there on site and report on it and stay there and keep, even though Ferguson kind of died down, they still stayed there. And made it a story, hoping something else was happening. And then Don Lim would sit down with uh, uh, Michael Brown's mother and some other ladies and give them hugs and say, oh, my God, I know what you're going through. I love you, ladies. Turning the whole story into him. And he stayed there for another three days, even though it died down. But then again, if people weren't watching this every night, you know, they say, well, Don, we have no viewers. 
but they do. So they keep doing it. And the same when a, a little girl goes missing in a, you know, a little countryside, you know, and there they are, they're there on the scene, you know, with the uh, Casey Anthony thing every day. Now I was enthralled by it, but so were millions of people. So they're there in Orlando every night doing it. So if stories like that are going to bring viewers in, that's why they do it. But I, I agree with them totally. That's what it is. Gangster Pete, your thoughts? I mean, I think recaps knew the answer to the question he asked. I mean, it's a business. It's pretty obvious what the agenda is, in my opinion. Gangster Pete believes the key to good communication is brevity, and that is how he's handling questions from the audience. I don't know how it ever goes to a spot where, like, in, like a supposed anyway, NPR, where it's not necessarily a profit-driven business model at its outset anyway. Perfect example. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like what 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 is getting people to watch are the stories of right now for example we are in the midst of the impeachment uh in the senate beginning um i know for me watching meet the press and watching uh, fox news sunday with chris wallace that i know i want to hear them discuss impeachment but really there was huge development last week with the the trade agreement with China. And if they would have gotten into that, I would have probably gone, Oh God, I'm going to fast forward through it. So I, 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 I'm looking in the mirror and, and holding myself accountable on it. I don't know what can be done. I truly don't know what can be done, which is why anytime this conversation comes up, I'm, I'm greatly concerned because I don't know what's going to stop it. Uh, and I always kind of default to something of a huge tragedy is going to bring the country again, that t together. Like, like what happened in, in September of 2001. So I don't, I mean, if you say when the fourth estate is forced, now I realize you said to face the general distrust of the public because if forced, I'm like, oh, are you going to go into the government doing it? But that's not what you're saying. Uh, and potentially build a new framework of political reporting. I think at this point, there's like a poison pill. And even if people are reporting honestly, there is an assumption that they're reporting dishonestly. I mean, listen to like the conversation. All I was doing at the end of TMA today, which is Monday, January 20th, this will air on either the 21st or 22nd, and who knows when, when you're listening to it right now, uh, was bringing up the Joe Rogan and Bill Maher podcast. Have you listened to it? Yes, gangster people. I am a little over halfway through. It's fantastic. It's out. It's so good. And I think the better stuff actually is in the back half, by the way, so you have more I'm to forward forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I might go back and listen to it, was just bringing up what I was trying to bring up, but Doug, it, it just it, it went off the rails, and I guess I should kind of at this point you know, understand if I bring up a political topic where it's going to wind up going, even if it's not where I'm going with it, um, was that both of them were saying, explaining kind of how the phenomenon that is Donald Trump becoming president happened, which I think is a good question to ask as opposed to just going, well, if you voted for him, you're dumb or you're racist. And then just like not trying to study how it all came to pass and why, at least at this moment, I think he would get re Do you guys, do you, Iggy, do you agree he would get reelected right now or do you think otherwise? I'm curious. Uh, I think he get reelected because there's nobody on the Democratic side that anybody wants to vote for. Yeah, I like like if an Obama, I'm trying to think. Like the New York Times just endorsed two people. Like that just even adds. Oh, Elizabeth to, Warren, maybe yeah, Klobuchar, correct? Yeah, just adds to the the confusion on the other side. I mean, I think he'd win easily. Yeah, I mean, I just I you know, there's nothing that can come up that can derail Trump. Yeah, I mean, well, I well, I don't know, I don't know on that part. What because could come up that hasn't happened already that he keeps still... If something were to happen in the impeachment hearings where in, in, in the Senate and somehow something substantial would come of that, I don't, I don't know if that could happen. I, that's why I said 3%, and I think that might even be high. That, who, no, who knows what else? I mean, if Iran started to do whatever and then somebody inside the administration goes, yeah, we gave him a bunch of options... And he decided this was the one he was going to use. And that's what's led to this war and Americans dying. Then that kind of thing. I, I don't know. I agree with you, though. The, the overall point is it's highly unlikely. I mean, that he, I think he's. But it's interesting. You were in here with Tony Messenger. Did he not? And he's our guest this week, presented by Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wall Strategies, evergreenstl.com. He was of the opinion that that Trump isn't a lock to win. And I almost, if I'm, not, I'm remembering it correctly, doesn't necessarily think he's going to win. Am I yeah, right on that? You're right on that. But he and acknowledged that he thinks a lot with his heart, not his right. head. And that's what I was just going to say. Like, to me, it almost seemed like that's what he wants to exactly. happen. Exactly. And, and he's trying to manifest I can, it. And I that, can go with like, it. Like, it didn't seem like it was completely based in fact, which most of what he said was, I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, I th and he, he at least acknowledged it. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's what you have. And it's, so it's a profit driven model and, and that's the byproduct of ratings. 
And so you got to give people what they want. So a lot of this is, I think the public has to look itself in the mirror, but the public wants to hear things that reaffirm that which they believe. So they go into their respective bubble, whatever show or network it is, and they go there. Um, and so I feel like CNN saw the success that Fox News had during the Obama administration, and they're essentially doing the exact same thing with Donald Trump. That's what I think. Um, it's embarrassing, actually. I mean, I had it on the other night when the, or a couple weeks ago when, CNN. The Iran, when the Iran stuff was going on. And, I mean, Cuomo and Don Lemon are just their entire show is nothing but trashing President Trump. I mean, come on. I mean, the entire show. Now I know that they're, you know, they're Republican, Fox is Democrat, and you have that. And that's another problem with the two-party system is that you're always just going to have people that don't even look at the issues, don't look at the candidate. I'm Democrat, I'm voting for him. I'm Republican, I'm voting for him. And it's the same with the two news networks. I mean, they're just going to tell you what they want you to hear from their side, and they're not going to give you both sides. And I think that's wrong, but there's no way that's ever going to stop. Yeah. yeah, the frustrating thing is that, you know what the problems are with the way that the media reports the news, but the solutions aren't obvious. And I have no idea how you fix it because they're making money. So they have no incentive to fix it. Right. So without the incentive, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. And that's really frustrating for someone that just wants to get the real story. I agree with you. I really do. I feel, I feel strongly about it at the same time. I know it's a problem, but I don't have anything that I can call a solution. And that's, and then in that sense, it, it scares me. All right. We go from uh, political coverage and media coverage to uh, one that I'm glad you're in here for Iggy, because now this is more in the uh, lighthearted and we can get a sa larger sample size department. Ryan Kelly's the home loan expert, and he is the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan show. Without him, we don't have a podcast. So make sure you're supporting our sponsor. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And with interest rates dropping and this being home buying season, this is a prime time to get in and get yourself a great rate and lock in. Or if you want to refinance, now's the time to do so. Ryan Kelly's the person to do it with. He is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsor of this program. Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert. Com. Hey, Tim, thanks for doing QFT. I appreciate your works. Curious what some of your favorite locals rest, your local restaurants are for the following. All right, boys, pay attention. Breakfast slash brunch, Italian, Mexican, Chinese, STL local chain, and then dealer's choice. I know you didn't ask mine, but here they are. Breakfast, brunch, the shack. And we don't care about yours. <laughs> so nice to have Iggy as part of the Italian, Polymanos slash Napoli, uh, Mexican, Amigo Joe's, Chinese, Hunan Star, Manchester and 270, St. Louis local chain, Emo's, Dealer's Choice, Hodax. Does Gangster Pete have any to toss in? Thank you, sir. That's from Pav. Is this one of your buddies, uh, Gangster Pete? Nope. Gangster Pete's guys text in or email in every once in a while. All right, Iggy, you get to, uh, to lead off. Breakfast, brunch. Do you have something that's a go-to for you? Uh, Bristol's. Bristol's has a great brunch. 270 Yeah. Yep. All right. Great uh, Italian. Uh, I'm old school, so down on the hill, Morgazis maybe. Uh, Mexican. I don't eat Mexican food. Really, you don't? Hate don't Mexican like food. it? No, I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. uh, Chinese. Tacos, I guess. But you Got a Chinese place? Uh, Happy China. Cup. Takeout. Uh, St. Louis local chain. St. Louis local chain. I've always been a big fan of Pasta House. Yeah, you have. Yeah. It goes back a while. Yeah. And then Dealer's Choice. Uh, our emailer went with Hodax. Dealers. Hodax seems to get attacked quite a bit on the fan page. I don't know why. They have great fried chicken. I haven't had it in like 25 years. I had it like a month ago. Are you really? Yeah. Um, dealer's Choice. I'm, I don't go there very often because it is expensive, but a treat is when I go to Charcoal House. No, I've never been there and Big you rave shark. about it. You're not the only person who raves. And nothing has really changed from when my dad worked there. Same decor, same candles on the table, um, same two Greeks running it. Uh, waitresses team to seem so to be So if I were to go older. there, what would you say to get? Uh, I like the undecided, which is uh, basically surf and turf, yeah. lobster tail and a little eight ounce filet, but their, their New York strip steak is unreal. Yeah. And I get the hash browns. I don't get a baked potato. I love right. the hash browns. Yeah, I, might have to, I might have to try it out. Finally. Right it's by always, I feel like the parking lot's always packed anytime. Yeah, I it's, a, it's a great place. Get All a reservation right. and go. You'll enjoy it. Uh, Gangster Pete, breakfast, brunch, go. Uh, I like Southwest Diner. Uh, Italian, go. 
Charlie Gito's. Mexican. Uh, Puevo Solis. Oh, wow. That's uh, like two blocks from where I grew up. Yep. They got they got some good uh, seafood Mexican options, which I really like. I think the quesadilla there. Uh, Chinese. Uh, I'm not a big Chinese guy, but Happy China. We used to go there in high school. Oh, you hey, have uh, got a, one in common. Uh, St. Louis local chain. Uh, local chain, I'd go Lion's Choice. It's a nice play. Dealer's Choice, anything. I mean, anything goes at this point. Uh, anything goes. I'd go like Peacemaker, City Street Cafe. That's a nice play. Those were nice plays, and they're just a couple blocks away from each Blue other. Blue City Deli. Nice play. Also very close. I think you're within like a five-block radius there on yeah, all of those. Those are all like a two blocks from where I live. Uh, breakfast, brunch, I go with The Shack. Uh, Italian, I go with Paul Mano's. Mexican, Pueblo Solis is definitely live. I love the ground beef tacos at Chava's. I love Chava's too. I really do. So I think that's the direction I would go. I think I love sitting out in the patio during warm weather at Pueblo Solis and having margaritas and just. Uh, and then I also really like Amigos and Kirkwood. Um, Chinese, I don't get all that often, but it actually would be the same one that this dude sent in, Hunan Star, Manchester two seventy. But I mean, I hardly ever. I mean, it's like once a year. St. Louis local chain. This is where I want to dig deep. On this Lions Choice is a nice play. What'd you go with, Iggy? I said Pasta House. Pasta House. Like, okay, like what are local chains? Yeah, uh, those two certainly would be. Emos he mentioned. There's is Lions be... Choice only in St. Louis. Oh uh, yeah. Well, they're they're starting to branch out more, but yeah. Um, I do love I do love Lions Choice. Um, is would Dewey's be considered a local chain? Uh, there's a couple of them. I don't think yeah. they're anywhere else. I think that they think they're actually one in Ohio. Oh, like I'll it? go online to go to the menu. I really have gotten into Dewey's Pizza lately, and it's been around for a while. And for Good whatever pizza. reason, I've I've really gotten into it. So oh yeah, they're they're in Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, Kansas City, and St. Louis. So I don't know if we can call that local, uh, but that would be my play. It's not the greatest answer. And then Dealer's Choice. I just the the burgers at Max are just phenomenal. Oh, I've, I feel bad for forgetting about that. I God love mighty Max. and the fries with the ripplet dust. I mean, God. I haven't been to the new location on Cherokee yet. But. I do. I, I'd love to talk to that guy. I mean, he's yeah, a podcast so guest. I'd, I, I actually, I would love to talk to just a food guy. It, I don't know how deep we could get into it, but I would love to. I don't know. He's a Vianney guy, I think. I don't know if he's older or younger than me. Only uh, one owner? What's that? Only one owner? Yeah, I think it's a guy yeah. literally with the, the Mac nickname, uh, last name, nickname. I think. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. And I have no idea. I think he is a little older than because I feel like he was in class with Stephen Wildwood for some reason, but maybe I'm off on that. But either way, God, and I just, I wonder, because I said, I wonder if he has any interest in, like, doing more than one, you know? Like, I'll ask Paul right. that, Paul Mano. It's like, no, he's got what he's got, and he doesn't want to, you know, the you don't want to substitute the quality by starting to 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 build and do a bunch of others where you can't Chris be Chris McKenzie's his name. Is that right? Yeah. I guess uh, McKenzie's is Max. So he was at Tam Avenue, and then they just moved to Cherokee. Is it, have you either been to the new one? I haven't been to the new one yet. I mean, you got Carl's in there as a dealer's choice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. That's a that's a good play. Um, but, God, that Max, those burgers are just incredible. And then the fries are so damn good as well. Uh, nice question there. Uh, Flexi Lexi uh, with this. If you want a heavy dialogue movie that I would put up in Best of the Decade, Please check out Manchester by the Sea. Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams both won Academy Awards, and Lucas Hedges was nominated. Just about a guy that got dealt a shitty hand and moving through life the best he can. Let me know if you give it a watch. I would love to hear your opinion. Most gut wrenching film I've ever seen. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it's like uh, what I oh, like Marriage Story. Right. It's like oh yeah, if you want to ride through misery, but neither one of you've been married, so it probably won't have the same impact on you guys that it that it did on me. Um, but with that said, I remember seeing Manchester by the sea and I do remember it's depressing, but I don't really remember much about it. Seems and like it all Casey Affleck does is depressing movies. It seems like <laughs> I just remember thinking that looks so depressing. I don't feel like I'm going to watch that. And Long I can't, I, love, I think it might've been about a, losing a child. I think oh. that's what it was about. I yeah, think, awful. and I'm telling you now, I know it sounds like it might sound heartless, but before I had a kid, I could, it, those didn't resonate with me like they do now. Because then you immediately think of it, and then you're just like, oh, you're just so emotionally exposed. And I, so maybe watching it now uh, would be different. I don't know. If I wind up getting shoulder surgery, all I'm going to be doing is watching movies for a while. So I'll go back and sit there and get even more dark and depressed by watching Manchester by the Sea. But I think it was nominated for Best Picture. I think it won like two or three years ago. Uh, let's see. Now, this one is TMA-related, so this is good to have you boys in here on this. Tim, back with another TMA-related email. 
You know, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. So this is a first-hand endorsement of James Carlton and his staff in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. I think a lot of people just go, okay, well, I've got a guy. I've got a lady. I'm good. I don't really care to talk about insurance. It's something, you know, I'm 25, whatever. And that's fine. I understand. I used to think the same way. And then I go down to my basement on March 30th of 2019 and the basement's flooded and the world changes. It just so happens because my interactions with James have been so positive that my wife and I switched to James Carlton uh, in late 2018. And I'm telling you, if we had not, the odyssey that has been a flooded basement throughout all of this precipitation in St. Louis would have been infinitely more difficult to navigate without somebody as active. And on top of it is James Carlton. His phone number is 314-961-4800, or you can go online at carltoninsurance.net. And even now, he still checks in. You know, I mean, it's it's just a different ball game. And even before we had that, which, of course, was a substantial issue, um, you know, we weren't covered on, on something, or I had forgotten to make a payment. It wasn't like it was like some monster payment. It was a small payment. But he's like, hey, just so you know, uh, you haven't made this payment. We want to make sure that's taken care of so you're covered. It's just... It's, it's just different. It's different in a much better way. And that's why, you know, if, if you ran into me at a, at a bar or restaurant and said, hey, you know, and I have had it happen. Hey, Tim, who's that insurance agent? People email me. And I go, oh, it's James Carlton. Here, let me include him on the on the email. And I know he's going to be on top of it. I don't think twice about it. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about him. And then somebody actually wants to follow up. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he does okay. The best, the absolute best. And you're talking about your biggest investments, so you want to make sure they're taken care of properly. James Carlton and his staff at Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency will certainly do that. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Who is the longest running active emailer? They always have me laughing in my car so much and curious who's been able to do it the longest. I feel like that's the same question, but maybe I'm missing something. Thanks. That comes from Tom. Same question. It's the same question. Perfect. Was that other guy, was that a question or was that just somebody telling us what his heart-wrenching movie was? Uh, I guess asking my thoughts on the movie oh, if okay. I've seen it. Okay. Have you seen it? You haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, you like that Michelle Williams, I assume. Yeah, she's gotten naked in a few. <laughs> I she knew that was coming. I think Casey Affleck, the last one I saw with him was Gone Girl Gone, which was another... <laughs> gut-wrenching movie about a girl that was kidnapped and really wasn't kidnapped. Are you talking about the one with Ben Affleck? Gone Girl? Gone Girl? There's a Gone Baby Gone and there's a Gone Girl. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, am I right on that? Yeah. Casey, Aff Casey Affleck was him and I think it was Liv Tyler. They helped try to find this missing girl. Okay. And um, That's Ben Affleck though, right? No. Well, that's Gone Girl. No, it's yeah, Casey. Gone See, I haven't seen Gone Baby Gone. Gone Girl's definitely Ben Affleck. Yeah, so, so it, I know that. So is it Gone Baby Gone, not Gone Girl Gone? Gangster Pete? What? <laughs> gone Baby Gone. Now I've got to go to Casey Affleck's IMDb, and there's no way that we can miss it now at this point. No, because my, uh, my friend John Ashton was in it. He played the detective. I noticed you said your friend John Ashton. Gone Baby friend... Gone was directed by Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah? Was it Casey Affleck in it? Um, I haven't got that far yet. Manchester by the Sea, 2016. By it's the either way. Gone Girl, gone, gone Baby, Gone. It was about a little girl who was... Thick. Yeah, that's Casey Affleck. How about that? What are the chances? And then six years later, his brother does Gone Girl. Yeah. Gone Baby, Gone is Casey Affleck. But right. that's another depressing, heart-wrenching... But it turns out, uh, I won't give it away, it was, what, 10 years old? Is that a statute of limitations on... Uh, uh, it's uh, thir almost 13 years old. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it turns out that the, the girl isn't gone. They faked the whole thing, and um, Morgan Freeman actually took the girl. Boy, so him and Ben both did essentially the same film <laughs> in yeah. six years. I just haven't seen Gone Baby Gone. So It's actually a very good, very well done. Um, oh, and he was related to Joaquin Phoenix, or he was married to Joaquin Phoenix's sister? All right. Things I didn't know. I'm learning things while I go through... Uh, while I go through... Uh, yeah, there's my IMDb. depressing my depressing movie uh, recommendation. There it me. is. Okay. It's in now. Uh, all right, what was the next? Oh, so the TMA emailer thing. Longest running emailer. I mean, it could be Dotum. Um, Carlos Spicy Winner started listening to the show within the last few years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, who's his, uh, Timmy Tom Tom? I've never met, so I don't know on that how long he's been listening, but he's only been emailing in recently. 
would you consider Justin in Columbia an email? That's a nice play, but he's kind of more text. But yeah, yeah he and he's definitely us. as far as contributing material, he would be in there. I don't know. That's how a long good... has Plops been doing it? That's a nice play. That's a nice play. That's a nice play. It's a nice play. Most of them are new. Yeah, they cycle right. on. Especially they cycle this on. month. This Boy, month. we are having a month. God, holy shit! It's awful. It's it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought a couple of those were pretty funny. Today, today. I thought that a couple of them were good, actually. Uh, let's see. But those were the only four we got. Uh, what is your uh, Mount Rushmore of serialized TV shows this decade, as in 2010 through 2019? Serialized meaning they typically follow many story arcs that span entire television seasons, or even in some cases that run the entire, the entire run of the series. Excuse me. I'll put one condition on it that it has to be started in this decade. So, for example, Breaking Bad really bangs holes, but it started in 2008. Oh, you want to know mine? Probably not, but here it is. Mr. Robot. Uh, That's on my list. What's that? That's on my list. I, I Everybody says that. And one of my frat brothers from my pledge class is, like, involved in it. He's when Anytime they win awards, I see him up on stage. Chad I mean, it's Hamilton. fantastic, and it ended. It was an excellent ending. Is I mean, that I've right? been emailing Dotem about it. We've just been talking about really? it. I got to watch it because Anna Marina are looking for something. Everybody talks about it, but I, I feel like the title sucks. And so I don't get into it, but that's not like curb your enthusiasm. Like why would right. that title get you going either? So that's not fair. Better call Saul, which I haven't watched. And Fantastic I hear people also. say it's outstanding. Halt and catch fire. I actually watched that. It's a real slow burn. It wouldn't be in my top. Game of Thrones. Last season was a flop. I can't count out the rest of the season is incredible. Uh, well, that's good because it gives me an automatic one to go to with Game of Thrones. God, but when you put the qualification on, it had to start in 2010 or later. Now I'm going to have a tough time with it. Anything coming to your mind, Gangster Pete? It sounds like you'd go with Mr. Robot. Yeah, Mr. Robot would probably be at the top of my list. I'm checking out a date on a show. Yeah, I don't know the years either. I would have said Sons of Anarchy, but I thought that was I right around the same time. I thought that show got depressing as hell. Oh, I'd say Top Boy. It 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 fits. Let's see. I, I just typed in top series of... Top Boy is like a, a European wire type deal. So Game of Thrones started in 2011, so that's eligible. It's amazing how a lot of these started, like, in the aughts more so. So I've got the Rolling Stones, Top 50, The Good Wife. That's something I've never watched. I assume you guys have not either. Nope. Baskets, not familiar with it. I watched one it, season. That's uh, of Baskets? Yeah, yeah that's what's Zach his name. Galifianakis. Yeah. It's, a, it's pretty funny. Oh, that's where he's the clown. Clown, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, I'm familiar with it. Banshee, not familiar Banshee's with it. Banshee's entertaining, not a top show. Men of a Certain Age. Great Ray Romano, Scott Bakula, uh, and then uh, Andre Brower. Is that how you say his name? New Girl with the great Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. You ever watch that, Iggy? I can see you watching it just because she's... No, she doesn't do anything for me. Really? Is that right? Uh, Parenthood. Boy, these are all, like, so far, network shows. Not all. Jane the Virgin. Not familiar. Gravity, uh, Gravity, Gravity Falls. Transparent. Uh, you had the Jeffrey Tom Borisher there. The only reason I'm familiar with that is because of him. Yep. And uh, he was Hank Kingsley on my favorite show of all time. Mr. Robot came in at 41. Wow, that's terrible ranking. Wow. That's an awful list. Steven Universe, that's animated. Girls, never watched an episode. Yeah. Pose, Master of None. Master of None's a good play. That's the first one that's hit me that's a good play that would be from the past decade. You're the worst. I mean, where are I mean, the legend of... Cora, the deuce. Iggy, you're the deuce guy, are you not? Yeah, that just ended too. I'm surprised they didn't show anything last night on uh, the SAG Awards with that show ending. Key and Peel, Catastrophe, The that's, Good Place. That's with the great Ted Danson. Any of those uh, resonating with you? Catastrophe is all right, but not not a top show. Enlightened with Laura Dern. Uh, is it? I'm, I'm embarrassed that I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Treme? Treme. Treme. That, that was good. I enjoyed that. On Hurricane Katrina HB. I could see me liking that. Broad City. Broad City is good. Veep. Yeah, Veep, Veep, would, be in there. Veep would be in there for a lot That's of people. That's like insult porn. Uh, I love Veep. Boardwalk Empire is a nice play. I might put Boardwalk Empire as live, but I have to say I stopped watching it for like the final couple seasons. So I did enjoy it, but then I got off it. I bet this means Ray Donovan's going to be in her. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Brockmire. I watched a season of that, I think. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Orange is the New Black was great to start. Did you like it all the way through or you didn't like it at the end? Uh, I did not like the last season. 
that's one of those, it's amazing how there are a few of these where they just lose their momentum yeah. in such a bad way. Or I don't know if they lose their writers, they move to other shows. Review. Anybody? Nurse. Bob's Burgers. People rave about Bob's Burgers. That's, yeah. I've never laughed once. And they, I don't know why, I know it's a cartoon, it's animated. I don't know why they make the characters so ugly. <laughs> Is that your phone? Could be. I have a new phone. I don't even know how to. <laughs> I didn't know I had a ringtone on there. There's um, a Halt and Catch Fire comes in at 18. Hannibal, 17. Fargo, 16. Fargo's I'm, great. I'm in awe of how few of these I've seen. Game of Thrones at 15. Wow. Wow. What in the world? Twin Peaks, The Return, 14. Community, 13. Terriers, 12. Better Call Saul 11. All right, let's see how many other top Great 10 show. I recommend or rec recognize. Better Things, Rectify, Justified. Justified's really good. All right, Gangster Pete, you're really our authority on this. Atlanta, which I always Atlanta's see wins awards. fantastic. That's Donald Glover. Yeah. Great show. The Americans. I've heard good things the in The Americans. Americans is good. All right, Gangster Pete, you're really the, the flea, uh, or flea bag. Flea bag's good. I just finished that. It's it's good. It's not. I don't think it's worth all the hype it's getting, but it's good. It's Bojack name. Horseman. Bojack Horseman's hilarious. God, you're you're you really are. Watch a lot of TV, don't you? Yeah, I know. Doug would be appalled by this. Breaking Bad, uh, which we have disqualified. Parks and Recreation, and it's good. The Leftovers. The Leftovers is awesome, and that's HBO. number one. I can't figure it out. Oh man, that has one of the best last seasons. Everything ties together, and you're, it just makes it worth it. It's God. So good. Well, you are really a aficionado, sir. Uh, I like good shows. I'm really good at identifying smart shows and then it's watching It's like a dating them. profile. I like to have fun. I mean, listen, it's not like a great town or anything, but people people know that I know. And they come to me. <laughs> I guess they come so. to me for these answers. It's Gangster Pete. Now, there's a show that I watch religiously, and it's not on the list, The Blacklist with James Spader. I'm familiar with it. I have not seen it. God, it just opens up my eyes to how few I've seen well, that's on Netflix, so you can get all caught up if you yeah. want. Um, that I like. I I liked Homeland. That's another one that I got off of after, like, a few seasons. Yeah, the last season Ooh, I thought was pretty good. The the billions, billions is one I of my love answers. Billions. Billions is one of my answers. The I'm surprised Ray Donovan wasn't in that top 50. I lost interest in I it. I lost interest in it, too. I haven't I watched the last few seasons. I thought last season kind of sucked. This year, <laughs> it's actually gotten good again. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like when Ray Donovan went from a badass in Los Angeles to like to some pussy. Uh, he, <laughs> really, he, will do yeah, that he became a pussy, uh, this year he's back to being kind of a badass again. But, uh, yeah, blacklist is, a, I'm a big James Spader fan. Yeah. I've liked everything he's done. Um, and it's a good show. Uh, let's see. And Ozark. I'm waiting. I can't wait till, uh, season three, I think is coming out. In yeah, April. it is in like, uh, in March. A yeah. March or April. So. Right. Uh, now, I don't know. I don't know if this was directed specifically because people knew you were going to be on Iggy, but uh, Chrissy Runner Girl says, is it possible to live a normal life and not ever tell a lie? It's kind of like meaning, one of those Barnhart Brawler philosophical meaning, questions. Meaning what? I just read what's in the prompter. Is it possible to live a normal life and not ever tell a lie? Nah, I'm sure everybody in the world has told a lie at least one point in their t life. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's like the lies that are like kind of like a niceness lie. You know what I mean? Like the juice isn't worth the squeeze to like go into it. Yeah. Oh, you you lost weight. You look hot. Mm. You know, just to be nice. And I'm yeah, sure you you've good. Uh, I'm sure you've, you've <laughs> lied to your like, parents uh, at some point. Um, now, if you're referring to most of my stories are lies, you'd be wrong. I don't know if that's where she was going or not. Um, but if it's just a normal question, not if you're not talking about me, yeah, you can lead a normal life. I'm just. Everybody has lied at some point in their life about something. Yeah, I mean, if you lie to spare someone's feelings, I don't think that's necessarily a But it's still a lie. But I really do, from like a managing people standpoint, of course, you guys technically have worked for me, I guess, for, with, as the word I prefer. But I'd like to think, if you know, if I say it, you know it's going to happen. I'd like to think I have that credibility. Yeah. Now, maybe I don't. I don't know. I know I think I do. No, you do. Okay, God bless. Iggy, you're being quiet. Do you not feel that way? Please be great. Yeah, I, think I, I, don't, I don't think you've ever lied to us. Okay. I'm just talking about it. At some point in your time, in no, your life, yes, you've lied. But I'm talking about like, I take that so seriously and it's actually hurt me in business before because I said, God, I gave this person another six months, even though I knew when I was giving them those six months that it wasn't going to turn around. You know, it's like uh, the plow hawk with giving Harrison Bader another season. It's like, you know what he is. 
Right. It's kind of, and I'm like, God, I boxed the company in, even though this person doesn't have a contract, but I told them and I'm not going to break that, you know? And it's kind of like nuts in a way, but I, I take it really seriously. I was on the phone with somebody, um, who is interested in possibly investing in, in one of the, the things we're looking at right now this weekend. And I told them, I said, I want you to ask, I don't care if it takes us weeks for you to ask questions and see everything. I never want somebody to enter into business with me and go, God, that guy fucked me over ever. Like, I'm like obsessive about it, you know? And I think, I think the root of that is I wouldn't want somebody to do it to me. That's yeah. why I think I'm like, Oh, you're taking vacation. I like, Oh, good. Have a good time. Even if I'm like, fuck, this is going to be tough. Uh, but I would, I never want, cause I hated when I would take vacation back in the day. This isn't really recent, but years ago and people are like, ah, you sure do take a lot of vacation. I'm like, fuck you. You know, I'm going to enjoy <laughs> myself. Go fuck yourself. Like, and everybody, it seems like at offices, not necessarily here, but like in cubicle places, there's like, there's that one person who's like the vacation police who kind of passive aggressively shades you for taking time off. And so I always want to encourage people to take vacation. Of course, it comes to a certain point within what is agreed upon. And if that gets abused, now we got an issue. <laughs> but at least parameters are set in advance. But like when I used to work with Doug, or even now, I'm talking about TV. And like we get to the end of the year and he's like taking a week and a half off. I'm like, dude, take some time. Even if you're not going anywhere. Just like I think you did it in December. Didn't you just hung out at your place? Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. Right. I think there's so much value in that. I think it's a great thing. I think yeah. it's why people are happy during the holidays because they kind of know they're not going to get. It's like almost rude to text somebody and like go. Hey, when you do this, 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 it's kind of like understood, like for the most part, you know, we're just going to kind of be, have a casual approach for the next couple of weeks. I think that's, I think it's healthy. So I want people to have vacation. I know that's not what the question was, but I'm talking about managing people. I don't know what, like, like otherwise, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, like, I guess like in relationships, uh, I think you get to a point, who is I listening to Pete? Cause I feel like any podcast I listen to, you've listened to as well. Somebody was saying that in your thirties, like up till like your early thirties or when you turn 30, like you can kind of excuse away everything. Oh, you got divorced. Well, you were 30, you know, right. or you, you, or you, you, you know, you, you cheated on her. Oh, you're up in your 30 or you, you're you learning, were, you were doing Coke. Oh, well you were up to 30, you know, but then if you start doing that shit in your forties and fifties, then it's like, you're Oh, now he's a fuck up. Exactly. And so in that sense, you know, like I said, and I, I, I've said it a few times here recently on the podcast because it came up with that Beer Cats question, but I listen to shows from TMA or The Morning Grind, actually, and I just go, oh, my God. Like, what was wrong with me? Like, I know I wasn't on drugs. <laughs> like, Coke would be the drug I would listen to if I didn't know the, the person and hear me. And I go, that guy's on Coke. But I sound, I hear, I go, oh, my fucking God, just like, what an asshole. But it wasn't lying. It was just like an asshole thing. So I don't know on the lying thing on that, you know? I've definitely cheated in relationships, no question about it, but you got to go back a ways you know, now at this point, but still not proud of it um, at all. But I don't know where else you would be lying. I guess to a boss, I guess. I, mean, I, I think guess most that's, I guess that would people be don't just lie to lie. I, I know. Like, that's why I'm kind of like trying to dig into the questions. That's are, why I wonder if it was directed at Iggy with the stories, but I don't that know. do that just will lie for like no apparent and that's, reason. So that's what I was talking about last then week. then you realize they're that kind of person. I don't were you in Cut here last off. week when we were talking about like, or maybe it was with Messenger. We were talking about Mitch McConnell. Uh, yeah. And it's not specific to McConnell, obviously, but like how I'm watching him and I'm just like, God, I'm looking, I'm going, God, what a shame for this guy that like he stands here and like, I mean, I realize right. there's like in the bubble, like, oh, this guy's the greatest, but like outside of that bubble, so like the other 65% of the country goes, God, this guy's just so full of shit. Like he's just like a complete fraud and he's just kind of, it's like how people look at Demoff now. Right. But it's like, is Demoff, you know, liked that one tweet where I'll, I'll, I'll be the fall guy for millions of dollars. So maybe that's his mindset that I'll, you know, be this pawn and this obvious hypocrite for, for million. And I'm not trying to upset people on the right because I already know I can already picture the guys who are going to email me to complain about this specific statement. The premise being, I think credibility is so important. And so when we were talking with, I feel like this was the byproduct of a conversation. Oh, I think it's when uh, I was on somebody else's podcast. Actually, they were, they were interviewing me. And I said, I, I see what, like, I don't know Portnoy at all, but I, I know Clay a little bit. And I feel like, 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 I think Clay is brilliant, but I also feel like Clay recognizes the climate right now and is capitalized on it, which is also in part brilliant. So it's kind of WWE shit. Although I do have to say that over the last few, maybe year or so, what Clay said when he was in here in October of 17, he goes, I haven't moved to the right it's that the media and social media has moved further to the left. 
And at first I'm like, oh, he's kind of bullshitting his way to justify what he's doing. And again, I like the guy as a guy. And now I'm looking at it and I'm going like we were talking about on TMA today, that Joe uh, Rogan, Bill Maher, and Ricky Gervais, all of whom are liberal, have right. been recently labeled as alt-right. And it's like that's because the goalposts are moving. And I'm looking at this going, holy shit, like if I say some stuff, then then all of a sudden I can be labeled as angry white guy who's a Trump supporter. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like racism has driven me up my up the wall from growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in and seeing some of the shit that I saw since I was like six. And it, to this day still drives me up the fucking wall. But if you go, hey, I think it's just as shitty to say old white guy and then label a bunch of people as it would be to blame all young black women or men, whatever. It's just as shitty well, hold on a second. What are you like? Unsympathetic to the call? I'm like, no, I'm just saying they're both wrong. <laughs> what the fuck? And now I'm a racist? How, how the fuck did this happen? And now I'm alt-right and a Trump supporter? I'm like, what the fuck happened here? It's so weird. And that shit wasn't going on three years ago, by the way. So it messes me up to see what's going on. Like all of a sudden, Ricky Gervais became this conservative here when he's like, <laughs> I mean, that's great, but I think Donald Trump's a clown. I hope you guys are still fans, but if you're not, it's fine. You know, it's like, what the fuck happened? It's a weird thing, man. It really is a weird thing. And I don't I, and and going to the media thing, I don't know like how it corrects itself. I don't know when it corrects itself, which scares me. It goes back to that, which scares me. This one is specific to you, Iggy, for certain, because it actually names you and it comes from the great Carlos Spicy winner. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Can't emphasize enough how important it is to have a, a financial advisor, but then it's not just any financial advisor, it's somebody who who knows but cares. Again, plenty of people can know but cares. And Mark Hanna helps everyday people every day get their finances organized. You can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Or go online to evergreenstl.com. His name is Mark Hanna. He is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And I can tell you from getting to know Mark here over the last year, that this is a first-class person who has your best interests at heart, and just calling him at 314-889-0503 is going to make you feel better and you're on the right track. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. Would Ken be willing to go into a deep dive of any Tinder or other dating app interactions he has had? I feel like that has to be an untapped oil well. And, oh. and, and before you even answer, I'm like, I don't think you've been on dating apps. I've, I've done this story already. The telepersonals. <laughs> pre-dating app. Yeah, so that's pre-dating app, yeah. Yeah, so, and since then I haven't. I mean, I said I was on Tinder, but I didn't know but how it worked. But you have no interest in a significant other. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know how it worked anyway. I was just swiping everything. And as Plowsy said, I probably didn't change my age thing, um, what I was looking for. So there's a chance that my profile was going out to a bunch of 18 and 20-year-old girls. <laughs> Who's not going to be? They have to be looking for like the age range has to match up. Well, I don't know. I don't know. why I got no responses. I mean, I was, <laughs> I'm swiping right on every every girl on there. I'm swiping right. I didn't give a shit what she looked like. Right, 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 right. And never, I never got any responses. So I must have done something wrong. But it was pre dating app. Um, telepersonals. Well, was the what only was one. tell? Because I, I don't know what it is. I, what, that was, was a, a site or it was. Phone yeah, well, it was a phone. It was a phone thing, and it was free to women, mm-hmm. and the men had to pay. But they had a, a male happy hour from like five to six Monday, <laughs> oh my God. five to six Monday through Saturday. The guys could get in for free, but you had to get in quick because they only had so many phone lines. And after a period of time, they'd be, it'd be a busy signal. So me and my brother, we just every, every night, five o'clock, we're bing, I'm in <laughs> and you get to hear the girls for free and then you can leave messages, you know, and you just, Hey, this is Kenny. You sound, uh, you sound nice. We'd like to get together. Here's my phone number. You just give out your phone number. And, um, yeah, we did that every night, and we hooked up quite a bit. God bless America. Yeah. I, I tell the story in the air. The one that I didn't like, uh, I just left Is this the one where she represented herself as thin? Well, that's the one I stole from my brother. She okay. she thought it was me. But there was the one that I that she said she was, um, I don't know what she said, 5'3", 115. I got large breasts. And when she sh- I showed up the house, she came out of the house, and this thing had to go like 5'1", buck 80. I noticed you said this thing. Yeah, well, it was a thing. <laughs> and she, she like, walks in front of the car and, like, pulls her shirt open to show her boobs and just, yeah. So she so got So you hadn't even, like, shook hands yet, and she lifts her shirt up. Yeah, because she talked about how great a boob she had. Perfect. So then she lifted, and she got in the car, she, 
was I right? You like him? I go, that's about the only thing you were, you were truthful <clears> about. <throat> so that's the one I just left. It, I left at Culpepper's. It was snowing outside. It was icy. So I couldn't find a place to park. So I just pulled in front and said, go get a table. I'm going to find a place to park so you don't have to walk. <laughs> and I just took off. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, but dating apps, no, other than Tinder, just to screw around with it. Um, but no, I don't, I don't care. Gangster Pete, if you don't mind me asking, and if you do, I uh, withdraw it. Are you on any of these? Oh, I'm on all of them. Okay. Right, I don't really watch. use any of them. I just kind of like flip through, see what's out there. See what's doing? Yeah. And like then if, I, if I get a match, I just ignore it. And then of your single friends, uh, and I, don't know what, I don't know how many single friends you have. I have some single friends that- Are they, they all on them? Or are they not? No, 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 really. Well, I mean, they all have them, but they don't really use them except for my friends that have moved to like other cities. Like I got friends in Austin and New York. Well, that's got to be a free for all. They'll use them there to meet people. So, see, I would think, and again, not not taking out, you know, granted, it's like in a point zero 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 one percent of the St. Louis population, any of the three of us would have any form of recognition. But taking that out of it, just because in St. Louis it's such a small circle that I would inevitably see people I know, you know, yeah. like a lot. Do, do you see, do you see, oh, people yeah. you, you, know? see yeah. you see people, you know, or, you know, through other people. For right. sure. Yeah. Like I had a guy uh, last week who DM'd me and said, Hey, I was on this app and said, look, who's on there. And, you know, I think, I don't know, a healthy, certainly of younger listeners would, would recognize the person. I'm like, Oh, you know, well, I mean, I, I didn't really think anything. I'm like, Oh, I, for your sake, I hope you, I hope you get matched up, you know, be nice, nice, <laughs> Nice for you. Uh, God bless. Uh, but it, it, like in 2005 or six or seven, it was kind of like a stigma if you were on, and it wasn't even apps at that time. It was like, I don't know. Match. Army, match yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, having been like nothing but married for the last 20 years, I don't really know, you know, I, I've never been involved in this. And I, and so it, I think Tinder initially started, was like, you're just hooking up or maybe it still is. And then Bumble and is it Hinge? Yeah. Bumble and Hinge. Bumble. If you match, the uh, female has to talk first. And then okay. Hinge, if you just like anything, it sends them a message. Hey, this person liked your picture, what you said, yeah. or whatever. What so, is Grinder? Gay sex? <laughs> you tell <laughs> us, pal. <laughs> no, we're not clipping shit off today. <laughs> um, isn't Grinder gay, though? Is it not? Yeah. It is. Okay. I may try that one. Well, now we really do need to clip But no, I think, I think younger people use those things a lot. Oh, yeah. Like a free-for-all, though. Yeah. So, I mean, if... I, so, you know, I, I recent, not recently, but I wasn't aware of this until like the early 2000s, like how important height is to women. Now, none of us are particularly tall, um, but like for some women, it's like, I think they have like either a 5'10 <laughs> or a six foot cutoff. And that's like, that'd be a real thing. Like I knew I was short, but I never realized that was really a thing until I heard you talk about it. <laughs> oh, did I ruin it for you? Because I didn't no, know until didn't... I started doing live shots next to Steve Savard. Well, it doesn't matter like to me. I'm, if somebody doesn't like my height, they can fuck off. Well, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's like you can't do anything about it. Like yeah. a weight, that's why I always kind of get fascinated. Like the weight shaming thing, it's like, okay, but I mean, you can kind of, you know, I mean, most people can probably do something about it. But the height thing, which is like an acceptable joke for some reason, which is fine. I mean, I don't give a shit, but it's like nobody can do anything about that unless we go to China and we get that surgery, which I am looking into. But the, the height thing... Do those things ask for your height and then are the women able to see the height and then they can like filter out anybody who's under whatever height preference they have? Absolutely they can. Wow. Yeah, I think that's important to girls. It makes Oh, it them, is. It is. It and I didn't them, realize it. It makes them feel smaller. Because even you could be in perfect shape and most women will tell you that I need to lose ten pounds, I need to lose five pounds. Women just feel, I think, better about themselves when they're dating someone that's bigger than them. I had this neighbor when I lived over in um West Point Apartments, which is now Bennington Heights. And I had a neighbor. She was drop-dead gorgeous. She was probably 5'5", five, five, probably weighed about 110, black hair. And she dated, every dude she dated was like 6'4", like a, a wide receiver. It just made her look tiny. And she told me that. She goes, I just it makes me look more petite when I'm with a bigger dude. I said, but you're petite now. She goes, Oh, I don't know. I'm self-conscious, but when I date bigger guys, it just makes me look like a tiny yeah, little thing. I, I, like I said, I wasn't something. I'm glad I wasn't aware of it because it would have fucked me up even more than I'm already fucked up. But uh, now I'm like totally aware of it, and I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, it's such a, it's because there's nothing you can do about it. I guess there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I didn't drink milk at all growing up, which is really weird. Cause I, and the only reason I noticed because my son drinks it constantly, and I started lifting weights before puberty, which was just really stupid. 
Um, but I still doubt I would have been like, but my brothers are both over six feet, so I have no fucking idea. I drank milk and didn't lift weights. And and, and then look at you. Look at me now. Yeah. A little and I drank two gallons of milk a week. Okay, so maybe the milk thing I can cross off. The milk thing, no. Just, you know, I mean, my dad is, you know, whatever he is. I've never had a broken seven. bone, so maybe that's uh, milk is supposed to. There you go. It, it, it solidified the bones. But for women, it's just like, it's a bio, it's, it's, it's biochemistry. I mean, it's what they find attractive. Not all, but it's certainly for most women, if they're in a position to kind of call their shots, so to speak, uh, that's the, that's the, that's a trait that they find attractive, which for real, it's great. I didn't know until, until like I'm already married and I don't have to really worry about it. So it's great. But I, I'm now aware of it. And I'm like, God, that's a, that's a, t- that's a tough deal. Cause it's yeah. not like, you know, if you're overweight, it's not like, okay, I'm going to eat, you know, 1300 calories a day now and do cardio or lift or whatever. Now you're, you just, you know, we got the hand, we got dealt, and that's just kind of the way it is. You know, what, what are you going to do about it? But, I, but I, I'm not mad about it. It's just the way that it is. You can't do anything about it. Well, it's like dudes are confusing. Like when I was on Tinder, and obviously I'm swiping right on everything. <laughs> Except you get to the one picture where there's like three girls. And like, uh, no, which one are you? I'm guessing you're the dog in the middle because <clears throat> you're with two gorgeous girls. So if I had a, so you think that's a strategic? Yeah, if I had to choose, yeah, right. See, these are because things, I love guys hearing was, about this because I'm so detached. Because guys don't know which is which, dude. so they go ahead and say, <laughs> "Man, maybe I, I got a, I got a 66 percent chance here that she's one of the good looking ones." So I'll swipe right, and then Take you know, it, it's end up being the one in the middle. <laughs> You know. as, as you suspected. Well, you had a good read initially. All right, there it is. A question from the audience. Iggy with a very special guest appearance here. Iggy, did you enjoy your return? I did. It was, it was nice and short. Yeah. There, weren't, there weren't a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> Last week, I went about 45 minutes therapeutically complaining about my shoulder. I noticed Pete was like... Oh, I should have been in for that one. Oh, hang, like ready to hang himself over there. So, but I'm like, I need to talk about it because it's like owning me right now psychologically. That's so, why you have this. I can it's tell your, you it's your chance your to kind of get stuff off your chest. You were happy that I got through yeah. it? Yeah. So anyway. It's a therapeutic podcast for uh, you. It, I, but I do enjoy doing questions from the audience. I think it's wonderful to have you back. Uh, Gangster Pete, thank you as always to uh, Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert.com, Mark Hanna, evergreenstl.com, James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, online at carltoninsurance.net. Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth exit, and uh, online at Landoff.com, Chevy Finder Rose and Designer Heating and Cooling, online at DesignerService.com, the number one train dealer in the West. For Iggy, for Gangster Pete, I'm Tim McKernan. Thanks for listening to questions from the audience. Always send yours in at Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com, here on the Inside STL Podcast Network. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.